0: So Deuteronomy 8 verse 3, it says he humbled you causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna which neither you nor your forefathers had known to teach you to teach you that man does not live on bread alone but on every way that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So he humbled you causing you to hunger then feeding you with manna He, he humbled you causing you to hunger. So so those people were humbled to a point where there was nothing to eat they could not even do anything about the food they were humbled because they thought they could do everything for themselves they thought they had the ability to, to make things happen they they were always given food by the egyptians where they were slaves and and everything came they never had one day of worrying about what they're going to eat but god humbled them to a point where they knew they had no resources for food. And, and, and until he supplied them with food, then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your forefathers had known. So he, he gave them food they'd never seen before. He, he humbled them, but he gave them something they'd never seen before. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. I'm humbled because something I've never seen before is coming my way. Somebody shout a big hallelujah. See, he humbled them because something good was coming. Something they'd never seen before. Not even their forefathers had seen that. Which neither nor your forefathers had known. Teach you that to teach you. So it was a teaching. It It was something they learned. That God can. That God can humble you. And give you something you've never seen before. It's something they learned. And, 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 and. And does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the Lord. So, so, so the lesson was also that it's not just about food. It's about, it's about hearing God and trusting God. Because God has spoken and said that he will take them through to the land of Canaan. So God wasn't going to take them and let them starve to get to the land of Canaan. He knew what he was going to do to take them to where he promised them to take them. So so they had to believe that word and stop worrying about food and things like that and just believe that God was going to be their supplier to take them to the destiny that God had assigned them. So we have to understand that the destiny that God has, has assigned you, some of you know exactly what you want to do. Some of you know exactly what you need in your businesses and in everything that you're visioning about. And, and you wonder how you're going to get there. As much as, as a church, we wonder how we're going to ever have a building standing here when we don't even have the money with the vision and, and, and the thing is that when you pray, you know God is going to do something about it and something is going to happen and you got to believe and live in that faith. So, so he was teaching them to believe what God has said. If God has promised it, it will come to pass. And we're still now that we are in the shadow of Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ. It's no longer about you. It's no longer about you living in the law and, and, and trying to be justified in the law. But now you're sanctified and purified by the blood of Jesus. That God loves you the way you are. And you'll take it to your destiny just the way you are. Because when you get your de- to your destiny, you will repent. Because you'll see the greatness of God. God's greatness always makes you repent. So, so guess who read this and knew it? It was Jesus. Jesus read this scripture and he knew it. Let's go to Matthew 4 verse 3. Matthew 4 verse 3 and 4. So it happened to Jesus. So when the tempter came to him and said, If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. What did Jesus say? Verse 4, Jesus answered him, it is written, I've read it, I've seen it in the word, I've seen it, he did it to the, to the Israelites, and I've read about it. So I want to tell you, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So he was in his temptation, he was in his time, it was, it was him now that was in his wilderness, just as much as the Israelites were in the wilderness. And Jesus knew and had read about that. So he remembered it, even if he was God on earth. And he said that, I want to tell you that, uh, uh, Satan, uh, uh, you're tempting me. The stuff that is around me that you're trying to tempt me about. But I'm going to tell you one thing that I do not live by bread alone. I do not live by physical things alone. Physical things don't make me believe. What makes me believe is the word of God. Because physical things, you want things to happen physically so you believe in God. But God wants to start with your spiritual side. Because your spiritual side can birth every physical thing that you need. So you have to, he has to groom your inner man. He has to groom your inner man. So your inner man is strong enough to take you to the places you want to be so so when when the bible says be strong and courageous it doesn't mean physically it means in the spiritual realm it means in your spirit man be strong so that you don't break down be strong so that you don't cry cries of weaknesses but you cry cries of desire there's a difference when you cry for a desire and when you cry for 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 giving up it's two different things so the the bible says be strong in the meaner man. you can cry and be strong inside You can cry and call the things you desire. All of us have gone through that. We've gone through the crying. I remember when I was homeless for over a year staying in the park I would cry but I would cry a cry of desire I would cry a cry of breakthrough I'll cry because I knew I wasn't supposed to be where I was I'll cry because I needed something to take me out of where I was I'll cry because I needed something to appear that would give me hope I cried because I believed in that time I wasn't even well I, I'd been in a Christian family but I hadn't really given my life fully to God and and all oh, my father Used to write songs, spiritual songs, and all his songs were playing in my head. Was I was in that park, and and like God was speaking me in a different way. And, and I could hold on to those words and of his songs that he was, he was, he was singing in church. And, and I'll and, and i hear them speaking to me. Uh, and I knew that something good was going to happen, it wasn't going to be forever. And it was just one day, one day in the park that somebody passed that took me out of that park. Just one day after a year or so. Now, at the same time of the satanic attack and hearing the voice of the devil, Jesus himself, as a man, had, 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 had to stand by the word of God. During the time of satanic of attacks, he had to stand on the word of God. Say this with me Say, my Father, my God my father my god in this environment that i live in in this world that i live in every satanic attack that comes my way shall be broken because it will find me standing in the word of god every satanic voice won't prevail over my life it will find me standing in the word of God. If you believe that shout a big hallelujah. So as, a, as Christians, we, we, do we really believe in God and his word? Are we a church that believes in, in God and his word? If we want to believe the word of God, we should desire to know it. So we, if you really want to stand on it, you can't stand on something you don't know. So if you want to stand on the word of God, you should desire to know it. That's when you have to pick up your Bible and begin to read. I tell you, when you're reading your Bible, there's no time to be thinking negative things. Because your mind is busy occupied by reading. Reading what you want to understand. And in doing so, you're fighting a war. If we want to know if we should want to read the Bible and believe in it, we, we, we must believe and read in, in reading the Bible. If you want to know the word, read about it. So, the reason why we read about the, the Bible or we want to read the word of God is, I'll, I'll give you five reasons. One, so that you have confidence in the word of God. Two, to, do, to believe in the existence of God. Three, to believe in the reality of his word. And four, to have confidence that God will be involved in your life. To have that confidence that you know and you know that God will be involved in your life. And five, that God will be engaged in all your battles. You're reading the Bible because you want those five things to happen in your life. And, and when you read your Bible, those things will happen. There is something that happens when you read the Bible. There is something that happens when you read and believe. Let's see it in Romans 17. So Romans 1 verse 17. Romans 1 17. It says, for in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. Think about it. In the gospel, when you read the gospel, when you read the good news, when you have time to read the good news, something happens. Because for in the gospel, righteousness from God is revealed. So revelation comes when you read the word of God. Revelation comes about Righteousness. Now, now, righteousness is a Greek word, uh, something like that. It means the equity of treatment, God's quality of being fair and impartial to you. God's quality of, of being fair to you and, and God's quality of being partial about you, the way God wants you to, to, to see your life going to The way God loves you, the way God wants to change things around, the way God wants to set promises right, that is said over your life. Righteousness, standing right with God so God does the right thing for you. Justification, specifically for Christians. Specifically for Christians. Righteousness. Justification, especially for Christians. So, wherever you are, when you're reading the gospel, for the gospel, for in the gospel, righteousness from God is revealed. The revelations of all the things that God wants to do for you will come when you read the Bible. The revelations and the faith in what God wants to do for you will come when you read the Bible. Because you want to stand on that word that you're reading about. See, a righteousness that is by faith. The righteousness is by faith. You've got to believe it. You've got to believe in what you're reading. You've got to believe that God is going to say what is written. You've got to believe that God is able to do what you're reading about. You've got to have faith. That right standing comes with faith. So if you lack faith, then, then so many times you, 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 you may cry for the rest of your life because you're not activating the faith that goes with the word. So the word and the faith will have to go to, together. The word and the faith work together. If you believe in the word, it works for you. If you believe in the word, if you have faith, you must find the, f- the word that goes with your faith. If you find the word, you must find the faith that goes with your word. So, faith from the first and last, is there's, there's, there's not, nothing in between. That is by faith from first to last, just as, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The righteous will live by faith. If you're right with God, you've got to have faith. If you're right with God, you got to believe and live by faith. Having faith is like putting a fish in water and seeing it swim. See, because you put a fish on the ground, it can't even go anywhere. Because that's not its territory. But when you take it and put it in water, you begin to see the joy of the fish when it's wagging its tail and and doing all it wants to do because it is in its right perimeters, it is in its area, it is in its zone and that's your zone when you have faith in the word that's your zone when you have faith in the word that's your zone when you have faith in the word that's your zone when you have faith in the word that's your zone nothing can conquer you in that zone nothing can change your mind in that zone nothing can fail you in that zone when you have faith and work where Things happen when you when have faith and word, there, there, there's this change in your life. When there's faith and word, there's amazing things that begin to happen. When there's faith and word, things begin to change because God sees your faith. God begins to react because He can see there's a faith and the word. There's a believer that is on earth calling me because they have faith and word. Where I see faith and word, I appear as God because that's what's calling me. So when you lose that, because Satan's going to try and always make you lose that. So when you lose it, then God looks for you and can't find you because he's looking for somebody who has the faith and the word because they've had the good news. So the good news must do something good for them because the good things come by faith. When you have faith, the word will change the things for you. And I know we're going to be have a church that's got faithful people, people who know that they'll pray to God and God will make things happen. God He's not even begun to do signs and wonders around your lives because he wants to ignite you to a point where you are swimming in your faith and you are swimming in your word because it's going to begin to do things around your lives you've never seen before. It's going to give you manner that your family has never seen before. It's going to give you stuff that you've never seen before because it's going to be a change. That's why Paul even said, there's no ear that has heard. There's no, there's no one that has seen what the Lord has in store for those who love him. And I've seen God do miraculous things. I've seen God do things he's never done for my family before. Why? Because there was faith and there was word. And you get surprised because God works when he sees faith and word. And he's going to do it for you as long as you don't lose your faith and your word. Tell you never say neighbor, it's coming my way. So a believer lives by the word of God and by faith. So no one is justified from God by law because the righteous shall live by faith so the word of god says in in he- in in hebrews 11:6 jesus and without faith it is impossible to please god so so without faith don't even begin so, you see how important your faith is. And mind you, faith does not end. So, if, if, you have to, if you have that faith that ends, you have to correct it. That's what God is trying to teach you. That's why you find yourself at standstill. Because you can't go to the next class until you pass the first one. So, so God will keep you standing in one place until you pass the faith walk, until you pass the faith test. Because without the faith, you won't walk with God. Without the faith, you won't be pleasing to him because he's waiting to walk a walk of pleasure with you. Because he wants to see you having faith because when you have faith, things will ignite. So without faith, God is not pleased. He's not pleased. So, without faith, it is impossible to please God because because anyone who comes to him must believe. Anyone who comes to him must first believe. So, don't pray when you don't believe. Don't ask when you don't believe. Why should you pray and ask and then still cry? Why should you pray and ask and then still have doubt? You must pray and believe. You must pray and wait. You must pray and receive. Some things don't come overnight when you prayed for them. Just like Daniel prayed and was waiting for his answer, but it wasn't coming. But the angel came to assure him, said, Daniel, Daniel, your prayers have already been heard. They've already been answered. Just hold on. We're just still fighting a war. We're just still fighting a war for you, but your prayers have been heard already. So so you must know that when you prayed, the war is going on. When you say your prayer, the angels rise up and they begin to do the fight. God begins to fight for you. God begins to fight things for you. Some things are not easy to fight. Some things are not easy to break. Some things are not easy to fight. Why? Because the person who's prayed does not have the faith. So, so when, 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 your, when your sisters and brothers and, and cousins are busy going to the sangomas about you closing your doors and you don't have faith, it does not please God. So you become at a standstill and it looks like you're failing. But because your faith is not killing the temples, your faith is not destroying the altars of those people who are fighting against you. So you got to have faith and you know that God surely is fighting my beckles. One altar is breaking down today. The next one is breaking down tomorrow. The next one is breaking down again because God is fighting my beckles for me. Surely, surely the beckle is not mine. The beggar is the Lord. So what do I have to do? I just have to believe and pray every day and have faith. So when God finds me, he finds me in my faith spot. When the sciences of of the demonic world find me, they find me in my faith spot. And they can't touch me because if God is for me, what can be against me? So they must find me standing and having my faith and praying so that those altars are destroyed. Those altars must break. That The pastor was teaching me to pray. I used to pray with him from sunrise to sunset. And he would tell me, Tell me that you, you you got so many things fighting against you. You want to pray that short prayer? You won't go anywhere. There's some things that are fighting you that just don't go overnight. There's some people in your family that are holding you back. They just hated the whole of you and they're fighting a battle. And even now with my siblings, we, we were so scattered and, and I, we had to pray and fight to bring us back together again. Just to bring us back together again. Because this thing had put us so, 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 I don't know how to explain it. But God said, you're going to fight it until you're one unit. And when you're one unit, you still be fighting. Because there's so much to break before you get to where you're going. And guess what? We're still praying. That's why I'm saying when I look at my brother sometimes, I want to cry. But God says, keep praying because it's a warfare. You, you've done step B, step C, step. You're still going to pray until you get to where you're going. Pray until something happens. Don't stop. Faith is no stop. Just keep praying. And when you conquer one thing, another one rises. When you conquer, one, another one rises. And you say, God, I don't need it. And God says, you need it. Because that's the way I'm taking you from glory to glory. Keep fighting them. Keep breaking them. Because they were saying something else. When they think, then they were saying something else. But you keep praying. Because you defeat them. The end run is it? you shall win. You shall prevail. Because why? You are a believer. Anyone who, 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 who has faith. And, and without faith, it is impossible to God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek them. There's always going to be a reward. I say there's always going to be a reward. I say there's always going to be a reward. How many of you are waiting for your reward in this season? How many of you are seeking God and waiting for your reward this season? Let me tell you it's coming in the name of Jesus. Your reward is coming in the name of Jesus. Your reward is coming in the name of Jesus. I didn't see the reward coming as I sat in the, in, the, in, the, in the park bench for one year because every month was just something bad. Every month was just something depressing, but I didn't see the light. I couldn't see that one day somebody will walk in the park that God has sent to the right spot where I am And pick me up and say, what are you doing here? Never saw that day. All when I think and I thought I could just see doom because I knew no one. But God has a way. God is going to make a way. Something your forefathers have never seen before. something no one has ever seen before god, oh, god don't undermine don't think like god <laughs> your brain is too small to think like god it's just beyond you all you have to do is to have the faith so this this is what god says in Isaiah 43:10 Isaiah 43:10 <laughs> You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am He. Before me, no God has, was formed, no will there be one after me. Verse, verse, verse 11. I, even I, am the lord and apart from me there's no savior if if you don't believe me you won't be saved now salvation is not just about sins but it's about taking you out of your pit taking you out of where you are god has to save you because he's the only one who's the savior the word of god says you are witnesses You've been chosen to be a witness. Tell your neighbor, say, There's something that I'm going to witness about God. Ah, uh, do you know what a witness is? <coughs> Excuse me. So, me, Mr. Jalen, and Pastor Till, they're going to call us at the court one day to be witnesses. And they'll say, Say your witnesses. And we'll say, We saw them. <laughs> We saw them walk through there. And they cocked their guns. We saw them. What color of clothes were they wearing? White and something. Did you witnesses? Yes, we're witnesses. And God says, I've called you to be witnesses. You are my witnesses. You're going to see it. You're going to witness about it. You're going to talk about it. What I'm going to do for you. Because why? You are my chosen servant. I've chosen you to be that witness. I've chosen you because you are going to serve me. I've chosen you because I need your services. So you're going to see something that's going to make you a servant. He has chosen you because you must know and believe him. You must know him and believe him. He's chosen us to be witnesses. What was the coincidence? That Mr. Jailer's tablet could switch on. What? What? Okay, let's say it's technology. Why? Why has not the technology not worked for any other church? Why? Why did it work for us that Sunday? Because we have to be witnesses, and everybody, almost everybody got their things back oh almost everybody got the things back and 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 we're so worried with Susan. and and i'll say i so so and so not feeling too good um maybe 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 phone doris and and try and it activate it because the gun was on her head what, what what about what about what about her daughter over there for because she 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 was, <laughs> she was clever <laughs> <laughs> I was watching people and, and I don't know how much you had in your purse maybe you had nothing or you had money <laughs> and, and you took the 40 reins out and you made it obvious for them so that they, they had to take that and nothing else and, and be satisfied how we found 40 reins where is that wisdom coming from at the time of fear You're going to be witnesses. If you don't see what God is doing in your life, you'll never see it. You're going to believe and know that God is always doing something for you. He's always there around us. So we have to believe. Open our eyes and believe. You must understand that He is He. So in 2020... In 2021, 2022, in 2023, in 20 whatever is coming, we're going to pray that we are always going to be believers in God's word. Say, my father, my God, I'm a believer. Fill me with the spirit of believing. My father, I know you are He, My God, Jehovah, Elohim, my God. Yahweh, the Lord of my life, El Shaddai, God Almighty, Jehovah Jireh, God my provider, Jehovah Rapha, God my healer. So when you know your God, you'll be standing in every area. When you seek, you know, Jehovah Jireh, I'm waiting for you. When you have a need and a provision, you say, Jehovah my provider, I'm waiting for you. When you have a better, you know, this is a job for El Shaddai. And, and He does what He knows to do best because you believe in Him. So, in, 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 in Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus answered this way. So, He, we were speaking about it at Bible school. <coughs> Sorry, this week, and Pastor Atwell was, was making us hit our heads. In <laughs> in 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 the in the in the class, because he was asking us questions that made us think out of our box, out of the box, and I could see all the pastors trying to give him a definition, and and he's not quite like no, it's not going down with me. Explain it to me properly, and and why why couldn't Jesus see that that fig tree had no fruit because he had the power to see beforehand. So we just. I'm not going to go there. But in Mark 11:22, 22, after they, he has seen and they've seen that that fig tree go away uh, or die. This is what Jesus said to his disciples in Mark 11:22. He said, have faith in God. Jesus answered. Let's go on verse 23. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. But believes, believes, but believes that what he is, says will happen, but believes that what will what they say will happen. when you say it and you believe it, it happens. So in verse 24. Therefore, i tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, i tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Now, how many of you believe that scripture? Because, because it's there, there it is. It's, it's written, it's in the Bible. It says, men shall not live by bread alone, by, by every word that they read. How many of you want to live by that word? How many of you believe in that word? Cuz if you believe whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. Do you believe it will be yours? Do you believe it's coming? How many of you believe it's coming? If you believe it's coming, shout a big hallelujah. Say my say say my prayers have been answered already. And I'm waiting. To receive. What is mine? Give God the glory because it's coming. I said give him the glory because it's coming. Somebody has going to believe and give him the glory because it's coming. In Matthew 21 verse 22 this is what Jesus said also. Matthew 21 22 If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. He kept repeating that in the word, everywhere. That you pray and you believe, then you receive. You pray and you believe and then you receive. You pray and you believe and then you receive. Do you believe? Are you a believer? Then something is coming your way. Something is coming your way. So, you believe that God is and that he is the reward of those who diligently seek him. If you're that kind of person, then something is going to happen for you. I'm going to try and close quickly with this, with this story in, in, in Luke 5, 17. 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. So run with me, Luke 17. One day as he was teaching Pharisees and teachers of old law, who had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, were sitting there. So so all those teachers and the Pharisees were sitting there. Those people that didn't even believe in Jesus Christ, they were sitting there. And the power of the Lord was present for him to heal the sick. So the anointing was there and Jesus was busy healing the sick. Verse 19. Oh, some men came carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. So, so these guys knew Jesus was there and they're carrying their, their cousin, whoever it was, in a mat. And they wanted Jesus to heal them, but they couldn't get to Jesus because the crowd was so much. Everybody wanted to be healed. And you can imagine the chaos that was there when everybody wants to be touched by Jesus. And, and they felt like they were very far. But these guys were seeking Jesus. Verse 19. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on top of the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. Verse 20. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, What did he see? Their faith. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friends, your sins are forgiven. 21. Then the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began to thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? 22 Jesus knew that Jesus knew what they were thinking and he asked them, "Why are you thinking of these things in your hearts?" 23 Which is easier to say, "Your sins are forgiven," or, "Get up and walk?" See this go 24, but that you may know that the son of man has authority over the earth to give sins. He said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up and take your mat and go away. Verse 25, immediately he stood up in front of them and took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. 26, everyone was amazed, even those Pharisees. They gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. You will see remarkable things today. Those who are seeking him diligently, or those who are seeking him diligently, you will see remarkable things, extraordinary things today. Say, my father, my my God." God, do something remarkable in my life today so that I can believe that your power is always available for me do something remarkable in my life in this season give God the glory give him glory, give him glory give him glory, give him glory so I leave you with this prayer that Paul prayed in Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You will overflow with hope that does not break, hope that has faith by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is you in 2022. God bless you.